Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome, everyone, to today's edition of Calvary Live. My name is Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley with you on this beautiful Monday day here in Colorado. A little windy, but uh, spring is certainly showing itself and it's a very special week for us as Christians, of course, as we've entered what is called Holy Week. And I want to welcome you as you're listening live on Grace FM um, here in Colorado, Southern Wyoming, 101.7 down in Southern Colorado and 89.7, a powerful signal up here in Northern Colorado that extends out to the Eastern Plains, out to Moreno and uh, as far as uh, Yuma and uh, we're just very grateful that you're listening. Southern Wyoming, the panha- uh, panhandle of Nebraska, and uh, so you are listening live on this Monday, and so glad that you can join us. I hope that you would consider just calling in for today's program. This uh, program, Calvary Live, as most of you know, is the program here that you can call and ask questions and give your prayer requests. And the call-in number was just given to you, but I'm going to repeat it through the show. It is 303-690-3000. We got all open lines, so I would encourage you to give me a call starting right now. And let's get the phones ringing, and let's have our conversations about the things of the Lord. Um, Let's go to the Word of the Lord, the Word of God, to get our answers and comfort, to be encouraged and uplifted. And uh, let's pray together as you give prayer requests. So 303-690-3000 is the number to call. I also want to welcome all those who are listening in on other radio stations such as Hope or Truth FM, Refuge FM, in different parts of the country, mostly out east, Hope and Truth FM. And we welcome you to call in as well at that number I just gave to you, 303-690-3000. And you are a week delayed as you're listening on those radio networks. And uh, we, we you can call and we can have our conversation and then you can listen to it a week from today. But always glad to hear from those on the East Coast and in Philadelphia, Baltimore, Maryland, um, New Jersey, uh, Tennessee, other parts of the, of the East. And also those of you listening online, of course, you're listening live. If you're listening to the Grace FM uh, mobile app on your uh, phones or on your tablets or the Grace FM website. We got international listeners as well that listen in. And so we invite you to call anywhere in the country. You can call at 303 690 3000 and love to talk to you. So welcome. As I said, this is a very special week for us as Christians. Let me give you that text line uh, before um, we get into the show. And I forget. Uh, But I do want to let you know uh, that you can text a a question or a prayer request. And as most of you know, that that, uh, text line is for texting only. No one will answer that line. You can't leave a message. Uh, But uh, texting only, 720-336-0897. 
720-336-0897. And um, that is the number that you can text in a question or a prayer request. 24-7 prayer line. At those at Calvary Church, the prayer team will be um, there uh, taking your calls. Um, we got a couple open lines. We're going to go to the phone lines in just a minute. So grab one of those open lines. Let's, let's encourage each other. Like I said, it's a very special week for us as Christians. I love Holy Week. It started yesterday with Palm Sunday, and perhaps you went to church and and heard the message about Jesus' triumphal entry. And, and one of the things that I was saying yesterday that um, we call it the triumphal entry. Really, his triumphal entry is going to be in Revelation chapter 19. But it was the fulfillment of Zechariah chapter 9 and Daniel chapter 9 as well. And it was the time that Jesus accepted uh, for the first time public worship. And, uh, and you know, the people are cheering and uh, the religious leaders are complaining because the people are, are ascribing to him the title of Messiah. And, and then the Roman soldiers, I'm sure they're chuckling uh, because this is your uh, Messiah riding on the the foal of a donkey and, and into Jerusalem. If he was really a king, he'd be on a stallion and military attire. And and uh, and yet Jesus was weeping. He was crying because he knew that in a few days they would be crying out, "Crucify him!" And uh, it's such a magnificent, magnificent story. Matthew says that the whole city was moved. Where we get our English word seismic. It's like they've never seen anything like it before. And, and now we head towards uh, many churches will have what is called mundane Thursday services. Um, uh, we will have a, uh, our Wednesday you know, uh, teaching that we're going to do from uh, the Upper Room Discourse and then Good Friday service at noon here at Calvary Greeley. Many churches doing Good Friday and then Resurrection Weekend, and so looking so forward to it. So be sure to invite somebody out to one of those services. People need to hear the good news that Jesus Christ is alive, died for our sins, rose from the grave, and he is alive. And uh, we have a living hope now through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So got a couple open lines, 303-690-3000. Give me a call. Love to talk to you about the things of the Lord. Maybe you got a question about um, you know, the events of the crucifixion or the resurrection or uh, the Lord when he does make his triumphal entry into Jerusalem. So I'd love to 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 talk to you or when he comes back in Revelation chapter 19, whatever your questions are, let's talk about the things of the Lord and just be encouraged. So let's go to Juan in Centennial. Hey, Juan. Hi, Pastor. How are you? Good. Uh, I just wanted to see what are your thoughts on uh, SpaceX wanting to, like, colonize Mars. I don't think I've ever <laughs> heard a pastor talk about it or anything like that. Yeah, I haven't either. And I haven't, to really be honest with you, Juan, it's a good question that you're asking. Uh, but I haven't really thought about it. Um, I think probably the reason I haven't thought about it, this is just my own personal reason, is because it seems like it's such a far away you know, um, event that would happen, but I know that there's talk about it. I know there's a working towards it. And, um, I just, um, you know, and the cost of it is tremendous. You know, um, we're talking about not just billions of dollars, but they talk about trillions of dollars to be able to do this. So 
you know, whether it will happen or not, I don't know if it'll happen. The thing I think that, um, that we need to one is we see things kind of, um, unfolding before us. There's talk about, we need to colonize Mars in case something catastrophic happens here on earth. I think that's where we need to pay attention to the conversation and, um, whether it'll happen or not, I don't know. Um, uh, I, I don't know uh, why we necessarily need to do it. It's because of uh, science reasons, but I think we're going to hear more about, you know, that in case there is a like a pandemic that wipes out mankind or a nuclear exchange or something. And uh, the good news for you and for me, we know how things are going to end. Um, and I think that people that are really pushing this are thinking in those terms that we need to preserve mankind here and that may be one of the uh, ways to do it. Uh, climate change, uh, Juan, we hear about that, uh, that we need to colonize Mars in case, you know, we, there, you know, so, such a climate change that, you know, we can't live here anymore. So I think those things and those conversations that you and I as Christians can give an answer to, because we know the end of the story, don't we? Yeah. We know the end of the story. And um, and we know that um, the Lord is going to come back. So whether it's colonized or not, but and here's the thing, Juan, that I'm hearing about, and um, I think that we need to pay attention. There's a lot. There's starting to be a lot of chatter out there um, about how the world's going to come to an end. Climate change. Um, you know, there's some new age thinking thoughts that are beginning to become popular things like that, and um, how there there could be people missing. I think we need to pay attention to those things, and we need to be able to address it in a biblical way, what the Bible has to say about those things specifically. So um, kind of interesting. You know, we'll, we'll, it probably may be a conversation that uh, the Church needs to address in the future. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, thank you yeah. for your comments, and... Have a good day. Thanks, Juan. Appreciate it. Appreciate you calling. You know, one of the things that we know how things are going to end, I I think, Christians, that what we're going to be hearing about is there's going to be a lot of speculations about, you know, the world's going to end, you know, because of climate change, and, and the world's going to end because of, you know, whatever the case may be. You and I, we have detailed account in the book of Revelation, and the prophecies of the Bible, how things are going to end. And we know that it's going to be great tribulation, Jesus said, such as the world has never seen or will see again. Um, but we are able to give truth to others. So that's why I think it's imperative for us to be discerning of the days in which we're living in. And right now, I think that a lot of Christians can be kind of um, uptight, they can be anxious, they can be uh, worrying, uh, they're, they're uncertain because of the days ahead. But you and I, we know where all of this is headed towards and, and that we have you know, a glorious promise of, of going home to be with the Lord, that the Lord's still on the throne. There's going to be uh, uh, the plan of God that's going to unfold that is spoken about, and he's allowed us to know that in his word. And, and to be able to be discerning of the days in which we're in 
as we see these events going on around us, that we can say, yes, that the Bible speaks of these things. Yes, that um, that these are part of the birth pangs, the signs that Jesus talked about in the Olivet Discourse that the apostles would write about. And uh, I think it's very important for us to really pay attention of the days in which we're living in. So, hey, love to talk to you. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. And then the text line is 720-336-0897. I believe we got all open lines right now. So grab that phone. Give me a call. Let's talk about the things of the Lord. Maybe you want to talk about Jesus' first coming and uh, what he accomplished at Jerusalem as this week we uh, look at the events of the last week of Jesus as he rode into Jerusalem and the triumphal entry. And then the next day, which would be Monday, he would cleanse the temple. And there's such a, a, a an important story in that as he went in and overturned the money changers' tables and drove out those who sold oxen and uh, the, the Passover sheep. And, and they uh, were ripping the people off the the uh, priests were overseeing all of that, and we know that uh, Jesus was not happy. It was the second cleansing that Jesus did. Uh, John records uh, in chapter 2 the first cleansing that he did in the first year of his ministry, and then the synoptic writers, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, they write about Jesus cleansing the temple a second time where he said that you have made my Father's house, which is a house of prayer, into a den of thieves. And one of the things that that I mentioned briefly, um, and you know, after John's record of the triumphal entry, that the Greeks came to see Jesus. They came to Jerusalem during Passover to to worship. And you think, why did the Greeks come to Jerusalem? And the reason that the Greeks came to Jerusalem was because they believed in many gods, and they thought greater the temple than greater to God. And here was Jerusalem that had this magnificent temple in Jerusalem. It was one of the wonders of the world, overlaid with gold, huge stones, um, huge courts. Uh, It it was an incredible structure. So the Greeks were there uh, thinking, we want to know about this, this God that has this magnificent temple, the God of Israel. And as they would come, they would see how the religious leaders were ripping the people off. And uh, so there's important consideration in that. Um, And, you know, one of the things is what do people see when they come, you know, here to our church is what I was saying. I hope they see the love of Christ and that we we desire to serve others and to help others and to to really care for others. And uh, there's so many important lessons and application to be made in those things. Give me a call. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. Call in number to text line 720-336-0897. Let's go to Rudy in Denver. Hi, Rudy. Hi. How are you? How are you this week? I'm doing good this week. I'm calling with some good news and prayer requests. Um, Good. Some changes going on in our church. Uh, One of our pastors are going to his home church because someone else, you know, just met and he got called over there. And uh, when we went... Church yesterday, me and my family, we you, we take we take up you know one whole row of the pews, and uh, one of the other pastors had talked to me and my wife real fast and said we need to get your number because we're going to ask you to grow stronger in the church with us. And I just I know it's good, and I'm just like yeah. happy. I've never been called 
to help out in a church. I mean, yes, we do basket runs for Christmas and Thanksgiving and, mm-hmm. you know, help out with, you know, the, our harvest time that we do for Halloween. It's not a Halloween thing. It's, it's we call it the harvest, you know, festival, like, and, uh, yeah. but I want yeah. to pray on that. We don't, my wife's like, what do you think they're going to ask with her? I mean, we can't be in trouble for nothing. And, you know, we, we tithe pretty good and, you know, we, we bring people when they ask to come to church and can't bring everybody, yeah. but we're always bringing somebody, you know, and uh, just, I want to <laughs> that. Great. That is good. And, you know, Rudy, you, you know, you've, I, I, you've asked for prayer for your family um, and always, you know, when you're called to ministry, some, there's something there that the church is, is um, trusting you and seeing God work through you. And it's, it's such a humbling thing. It, it's such a uh, awesome thing. I remember when I first got asked to, you know, kind of step it up and to serve. And because I was always there, I was so hungry for the word. Um, I was like a, a fixture there in the church. I was, I'd sit on the steps waiting for them to open the door. That's how hungry I was. And um, I was just a, a, a kid, you know, I was in my 20s. And finally they said, since you're here all the time, you want to help set up and usher? And uh, I couldn't believe that God would want to use me in that way, that I could be used. And it's such a privilege to serve the Lord and to, to serve in the body of Christ. And, you know, it just warms my heart when I hear that you guys take up a whole pew um, I love that, and uh, to have your family there to worship together, and always remember, and I know that you know this, but this may be for somebody else out there, that your first ministry is always to your family, and um, and then as, you know, not that we'll have perfect families and perfect kids, but to always have the mindset of my ministry starts at home, and then it extends to the church and that's what they're seeing. They're seeing a family that is there in the pews that's worshiping the Lord. You're bringing people. Such a tremendous testimony of God working through you. And it's such an encouragement. And I'm, you know, just so happy to hear that. And uh, as you pray that God, he, he'll do exceedingly abundantly above all that you ask or think. He'll do more. And again, this is the word for everybody out there. He'll do more with your life than you can ever do in your own flesh or energy or living your own life. It's such a joy. And the challenges come, Rudy, and the attacks will come. You you know, that's just part of it from the enemy because he doesn't like that you bring your family to church and he doesn't like that they're desiring to use you. But he is faithful. He is so faithful. And it's, you know, especially in the days in which we're living in, to be able to serve the Lord and to be able to be uh, committed to the Lord is, is so such a wonderful, wonderful thing. So I'm very, very joyous for you and happy for you. Thank you. Hey, Rudy, yes, I want to pray. F- I want to pray for you, but your wife is a victim advocate, right? That's correct. How How was her week last week? Well, it was good. She didn't really talk much about it because she can't really talk much about the cases right. and who's working with. So just, but she well, she's good. I you know I went into our room with. You know, kind of loud and oops, she's you know she's praying on her little yeah. bench in our room, and I you know she's I, well, she's we, taking it okay, but she's uh she's she's fine, she's fine. Yeah, well, we were praying for her. I wanted you to know that, and we were thinking of her, 
and all the victim advocates and pastors and chaplains over there in Boulder. Father, I do pray for Rudy. I just I thank you for his call and just listening to him grow and you work through him and be faithful over the months and time that, that um, even though we've never met face-to-face um, on the radio and, and just this excitement for you and what you're doing with this family. And Lord, as he's called to, to just serve and, and um, in a church that has needs, uh, the excitement, Lord, I just pray that you would guide him, that you would uh, encourage him, and Lord, that you would work through him, because it is you that uh, works in us both the will and to do of your good pleasures. And Lord, that uh, you would bless him and um, in his family as they go and worship together. I also pray for his wife, Lord, as she's ministering in the community and as she's ministering to those who are hurting, that you would bless her. And and Lord, uh, just give her words to speak and wisdom. And, and Lord, we thank you for her ministry uh, to those in, uh, that were over in Boulder. And Lord, I just thank you that we can be used where you have placed us um, to be a blessing to others, to give words of comfort to others, and Lord, to give truth to others in love. And it's in Jesus' name that I pray for this family. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you so much. Hey, Rudy. God bless you. You have a good resurrection weekend, okay? Likewise. Likewise. Amen. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000. We got all open lines right now. Love to hear from you. The text line is 720-336-0897. I just want to encourage everybody that we are here for such a time as this. You know, the last year has been a, you know, a difficult year in different ways and different degrees for all of us. And um, I believe that that as we are turning the corner on this COVID, I guess it depends who you listen to, but I think we are. And I know that here at Calvary Greeley, we're seeing more and more people come back, uh, people that have been away for a long time, and they have such joy. They have, uh, you know, they're just thankful to be able to do it. And as more are getting vaccinated, some people that we haven't seen that had health issues and and uh, wanted to be very, very careful are starting to return. And it makes me very, very joyous, but we really do need each other. And, um, and I pray that um, as we do go back, and, you know, we have the online and, and that technology set up, and I think most people right now are set up for online and be able to watch those services and that's still an option. That's still available uh, for others for various reasons. But to be able to gather with the brethren is uh, so encouraging. And I, I just want to encourage you in that, and especially in the days in which we're living in, because we are seeing things change so fast in our culture. We are seeing things change so fast um, in our nation. And some of those things and a lot of those things concern us, don't they? And we as Christians, we need to, first of all, be in a place where we are strengthened and encouraged. We are edified. And uh, as we come together, to be able to to remember that the Lord is on the throne, he has a plan, you know, um, and that we are here in the days in which we are living in to be salt and light, to, to be a testimony of the reality of God um, in the way that we live, 
and give the testimony of God with the words that we speak, that Jesus Christ went to a cross and died for your sins, and he rose from the grave. And the message of the resurrection, we emphasize it this week. We celebrate it this weekend coming up with Resurrection Weekend. But I also want us to know that um, it's something that that we live every day. It's something that we can be thankful for and joyous about and to know that we have life. We have life when we see death all around us. And I do want to take time. There's a prayer request that came in on um, the text line to pray for those, continue to pray for those um, in Boulder and the families of those who lost loved ones. A week ago when I was on the air, things began to unfold, the, the events of what happened with the shooting at the King Supers. As as the news came out, how many died and losing uh, a, a police officer from Boulder uh, Police Department and um, Eric Talley and, and his bravery, but all of them, just the bravery in the store from young workers that were there that um, and, and others, uh, uh, we want to pray for them, and we want to continue to pray because there's going to be um, just some, uh, there's memorial services going on this week as families say goodbye uh, to loved ones that lost their lives last week. And, um, and tornadoes going through the south as well. Um, we can be light, and we can give truth, and we can give comfort to others and just be there and show them that we care. So, Father, I do pray, as, as a week ago today, um, something very evil happened, um, senseless, and we, we don't understand it, except that we know that we live in a sinful, dark world. And, Lord, um, we just pray for the families that over the last week have learned, uh, those who lost 10 families, um, loved ones, um, Lord, we just pray for them. Uh, we pray for... Um, their friends. We pray for those who are linked to them in their lives uh, as they'll be saying goodbye. And um, and that process has already started. Pray for healing. We pray for comfort. Lord, we pray for uh, Boulder Police Department that is saying goodbye to one of their own, um, a hero who ran towards the danger uh, and no, no doubt saved lives. And uh, as... Um, as they say goodbye in the law enforcement family. We thank you for our first responders. We pray that you would be with them, that, Lord, um, we just pray for your hand to be upon them and their families during this time. Uh, We also pray, Lord, that you would just uh, be with uh, all the coworkers that were there that saw horrific things that took place, customers, that, Lord, that you would just bring healing to them and to their minds as they, Lord, are struggling with no doubt through those things. We also want to pray for chaplains and for victim advocates. We pray for um, pastors there in the Boulder area that are ministering and have been there, um, that you would use them to just be able to listen and to care and to be able to bless and, and to be able to help in any way that they can that we as Christians would be available for that in, in this this very, very dark world that we would bring light, a very confusing world that we bring wisdom. And, Lord, um, that we would be able to bring the certainty of your love and, and that you are 
Lord, a God of compassion and love. Even though we don't understand everything that goes on, we can fall back on the things we do understand. And Father, I do pray that you'd be with those who lost lives in tornadoes in the South as well. And Lord, so much going on around us. But we have a message, as Peter would write in his epistle, of a living hope that comes through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And to know that that we can give people the message of hope. And it comes through him who died on a cross for us and rose from the grave and is alive. And so, Lord, I just pray that you'd continue to, to bless us and comfort us as we go into the second half of the show. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, all open lines, give me a call, 303-690-3000. We're going to be right back after the break. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. You just heard those numbers where you can be on the air at 303-690-3000. And by the way, we have all open lines, so grab one of those open lines. Let's talk about the things of the Lord, or if you need prayer, I'd love to pray with you. And then the text line is 720-336-0897. So grab the phone, give me a call. I pray that you're doing well. Uh, And I pray that the Lord is just encouraging your heart uh, as we are in uh, this very special time of the year for Christians. You know, spring, we're really starting to see spring show itself here. Um, And I'm sure wherever you're listening across the country uh, that you're seeing spring arriving uh, the grass is starting to green up a little bit. The trees are starting to bud out. And it, it speaks of life. It speaks of growth. And, and we love it when uh, we get through winter and we're officially in spring. Here in Colorado, I know we can still get some snow and cold weather and, and all of that. But, you know, it does feel like spring. and The days are longer. And I, I pray for spiritually that during this time as we've come out of a winter, uh, with the pandemic and everything else that we've seen gone on around us, that that there's growth that is happening. I pray that there is life that is really beginning to spring forth from your heart and know that God wants to do that work in you. You know, Paul the Apostle would talk about in Acts chapter 20, you know what manner of man I was in all seasons. And he talked about his ministry, um, that he, he kept ministering and and we go through different seasons, don't we, in life? And I pray that whether we feel like we're in winter or whether we feel like it's spring and summer where there's growth and warmth and all of that, that we would trust in the Lord and rest in His love and that we would know that He's working, He is working, even though sometimes it doesn't feel like it, even though sometimes it just feels a little cold and distant, um, you know, with the Lord and what He's doing. Listen, that he will be faithful to you in all seasons and that he will, um, you know, just continue to work. You can trust him in that. And uh, and I pray that's an encouragement to somebody here. I do want to uh, just uh, right now um, remind you that as we head towards the services for Resurrection Weekend, Good Friday and then Resurrection Weekend coming up, invite somebody to church. I'm sure that your church 
has plans. And, and last year, of course, it was so weird not being able to meet and, uh, you know, everybody was shut down. And so it's glorious that we can gather together. And I want to just, uh, for Northern Colorado here, that here at Calvary Greeley, uh, you can check us out where we're located at calvarychapelgreeley.org, that we have a Good Friday service at noon. Some of you will be coming from work. The service will be about 45, 50 minutes, so you can get back to work. But grab somebody at work, bring them here as we look at the account of the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. And then Resurrection Weekend, Saturday at 6, Sunday morning, 8, 9.30, and 11. Four services for Resurrection Weekend as we look at the account of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. I'm actually, as we look at the resurrection of Jesus, I'm going to be talking about Thomas in Acts chapter, or in John chapter 20. And, of course, he got the, the, uh, the, the account of Thomas you know, not believing until he touched the Lord in his wounds. I think there's a very important application for us there as uh, as Jesus showed himself to Thomas. And, and so we'd love to see you and your family, their family services. We do have a nursery provided on Saturday and Sunday for three-year-olds and under. And uh, But we're going to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Bring somebody to church wherever you're at in the listening area who's ever listening that take them to church because more people are open to go to church at this time than any other time. So invite somebody. Be intentional. And and um, and we just are looking forward to seeing God work in a powerful way. So uh, just want to encourage you in that way. we got two open lines. This is Calvary Live with Pastor Jeff Figgs of Calvary Greeley, 303-690-3000. Give me a call. Let's go to Julie in Longmont. Hi, Pastor Jeff. Um, How are you, Julie? I'm fine. I have a prayer request. Uh, the daughter of a very close friend of my boss, uh, her name is Rachel, 22 years old. She had a recent C-section with complications. And baby Grace uh, is in the preemie where she's not thriving because the mother has uh, blood issues. Uh, she has aneurysm on her aorta and blood clotting disorder, and she had COVID. They think maybe it might be related to the COVID. They're not sure. Mm. And um, blood pressure issues. Anyway, she was in a lot of pain She to the point she can't hold baby Grace, and there's no bonding going on, and, and baby Grace is not thriving. So I, And mm. the mother is Rachel. I just uh, yeah, told my absolutely. boss that, that I would uh, get it onto the prayer line. Yeah. Absolutely. Father, I do pray um, for Rachel, this young woman. Um, Lord, as she's had a baby and the complications with the blood issues and maybe perhaps COVID and having a C-section and the baby and, and um, you know, uh, the preemie, just uh, what, you know, we just pray for your hand to be on both of them. We pray for this baby, little baby Grace. Lord, Grace is wonderfully and fearfully made by you. And I know that you love this baby. We just pray for your mercy to be upon this baby and Rachel, her mother, who hasn't been able to hold her. And Lord, we just pray for your healing touch upon grace, that you clear up all those blood issues, anything else that's going on, that she may thrive. And Lord, we pray for Rachel, that she may heal and 
and be able to hold her baby very, very soon. And so, Lord, we just lift them up to you for your healing touch. Lord, for your comfort, for your strength. I pray for the family, Lord, that you would just be with them and strengthen them. And uh, Lord, just that you would show yourself strong on their behalf, Lord, and that they would see you working in a mighty way in this situation. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor. Thank, Thank you. you for calling, Julie. Yes. God yes. bless Have you. Have a blessed afternoon. You too. Bye-bye. You know, life is so precious, isn't it? And, um, you know, we all have prayer needs. We all have things that um, are on our minds or people to pray for. And I just appreciate Julie taking the time to pray for her, um, you know, this young woman, Rachel. And and uh, we're just going to continue to pray. We got all open lines, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. The text line is 720-336-0897. I was talking about Easter services coming up, Resurrection Weekend coming up, and encouraging to invite people out to those services and, and uh, you know, pray about that, be intentional about it, inviting somebody out. And, and then also um, just to, to pray about the Lord opening the eyes of, of people that, that you do bring and, uh, I just uh, hope that we consider that and we would uh, just take the time to really reach out to others. And I know it's a time with family and a time when we gather and things like that, but it's also just a wonderful opportunity for us as Christians to reach those at work or neighbors or other family members, whatever the case may be, as the Lord lays those people on your heart. So be praying about it, be in- intentional about uh, asking people to come out for that. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. Love to be able to um, um, talk with you. That's the call-in number I gave you. And then the text line, 720-336-0897. I'm going to go to the text line. Uh, a question came in, an interesting question. Do human humans become angels when we die and go to heaven? Uh, we do not become angels when we die and go to heaven. Uh, the scripture tells us that Christ created the angels and he created them as angels. That's in Colossians chapter 1. And we do see, I believe, the distinction between humans and angels uh, reflected in the scriptures. Um, Psalm uh, 8, uh, I know, indicates that man was made lower than the angels. Uh, we know that uh, in 1 Corinthians, Paul talks about that the time's going to come when we will uh, judge angels. Um, we as believers, he says, don't you know, he's talking about, you guys need to settle things, you know, as Christians. Don't you know that we're going to judge the angels? And um, I think that uh, we see other distinctions as angels. I think where people get the idea that, um, that we'll become angels for some reason is when the Sadducees came to Jesus, they're asking him about, you know, marriage in heaven and, and um, you know, how are we, is this, they gave this this scenario to Jesus, the Sadducees, uh, which was interesting because the Sadducees didn't believe in angels. They didn't believe in the resurrection. They didn't believe in the afterlife. They didn't believe in much of anything. But they come and they ask him a question about, you know, 
a woman who was married to seven brothers, and all the brothers died, and whose wife is, um, you know, is, um, you know, who, who's going to be married to her in heaven, or you know, whose husband is going to be hers, and and Jesus said neither, because we're not given to angels, um, or we're not given to marriage in heaven, but we will be like the angels. Now Jesus didn't say that we will be angels. He said we'll be like the angels, and what Jesus meant by that in the context of how he was answering them is that we're not going to be given to marriage. We're not going to be, you know, having children. Uh, We have that different relationship in heaven. So he didn't say that we will be angels. He said that we'll be like the angels. And so the angels, and when we go to heaven, there's a distinction. We don't become angels and we don't have wings. We're not going to sit on a cloud playing harps. You know, that's Hollywood's version of it. But we're going to rule and reign with him, and we'll have new resurrection bodies. So give me a call, 303-690-3000. Call in number. Got a couple open lines, plenty of time to talk with you during the show here until we get to the top of the hour. But let's go to Roland in Thornton. Roland? Yes, hi. How are you? Um. I'm struggling a little bit. Um, okay. I, How can we pray for you? I would um, just ask that you would pray for, um, you know, God's hand to move in, in our marriage. I'm, my wife has left and started the proceeding for the dissolution of marriage. Um, I had said some hurtful things and uh, things I regret, things I didn't mean. Um and, you know, I, I, I've strayed from the Lord. Um, <clears throat> I, I feel like, you know, we've all been that, like that prodigal son, but um, December 31st is when this had happened, um, and then she left. And I'm just praying for a miracle. I, I, I'm hearing that other people, you know, their marriages have been reconciled. Um, God worked through that, and I'm, I'm asking that for mine as well. Uh, just to soften my wife's heart and see me in a different light, along with her, her parents. I think her, everybody. I think her circle, circle okay. of influence is is uh, confirming the decision or solidifying the decision to end this marriage. We would have had our eighth year anniversary this month. Okay. Um, and I'm so sorry, Roland. Um, you know, Roland is is God is the one, and you called the right place to, to ask for prayer. Because God is the one that can bring healing. And, you know, you've mentioned some issues that you've had, um, and and God is the one that can, can work on you in those issues to help you be the husband, to bring healing, forgiveness. Um, and it's a long process that you're going down, but we're going to pray. We start with prayer. And so, Father, I pray for Roland. I just pray that uh, you would... Just be with him in his marriage. Um, it seems like it's 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 headed to where divorce uh, is is that path leading to that. But Lord, we pray that you would um, intervene, that Roland would get the help that he needs um, with um, the issues that you're dealing with him. You're the one that can bring freedom from any kind of of things that we struggle with, whether. Um, whatever it is, and Lord, that you would bring help and strength, that Lord, that you would bring him closer to you to help him be the man of God that you called him to be. And Lord, I just pray that you would press upon his wife 
to to be in prayer, to be seeking you, to find help. I pray that both of them would come together and be able to get some counsel from godly men, from pastors, from the Word of God, and, and to know that you are a God of healing, that you're a God of restoration, that you would do that work, work supernaturally. So I just pray that you would step into this situation and that um, you would be with Roland right now, be with um, his wife, speak to them, and Lord, that you would um, just work um, in every way. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. You bet praying. Keep keep close to the Lord. Keep praying. And you know, if you got a church that you know that you can get some support, get some counsel, you're gonna need that. And get some godly counsel and support from some godly men. Um, and that's gonna be, you know, such an important step in the process with you as well. So I pray that you have a church that you can go to, a pastor that you can talk talk to, a um, a godly men that you can be a part of, a men's study or something. I just really encourage guys to do that because it makes a huge difference that they can be with you and pray for you and they can encourage you and, and um, you know, and help you. And that's what the body of Christ is really to be about. So that's what I pray for you as well. Thank you so much. I started some of that, but I want to continue. Good. So I, I, thank you. Stay the course. Stay the course in that, Okay. And uh-huh. and it's really going to be there for you when you need it in the Lord too. So, God bless you. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand is the calling number. We got all open lines. Seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven. And love to have you just call. We got time to take your calls. Let's go to the text line as we got all open lines right now, um, and we answered the angel. Um, one question that came in, can you explain why Jesus rebuked Satan when he was speaking to Peter? And the way it went that um, that Jesus was actually rebuking Peter, that's how uh, Matthew's narrative records it, that when Jesus was at Caesarea Philippi uh, with the disciples, and um, he asked them, who do you say that I am? Peter answered and said, you're the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus responded by saying that, Blessed are you, uh, Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood has you know, not revealed this to you, but my Father in heaven. And you know, the keys of heaven are going to be given to you, the keys of the kingdom. And you, we, that's an explanation for another time. Um, but as you read that, um, you know, Peter's probably feeling pretty good about himself. And um, we also know that right after that, then Jesus, for the very first time in Matthew chapter 17, I believe, he then, um, he actually it's in chapter 16, that he tells them that, okay, I'm the Christ, the Son of the living God, but I'm going to go to Jerusalem, and I'm going to suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and be killed and be raised on the third day. And Peter says, no way, Lord. And the Lord rebuked Peter and said, far be it, you know, he rebuked Peter. Peter said, far be it from you, Lord, this shall not happen to you. And I think Peter was just saying it out of his devotion and love to the Lord. He, the disciples did not understand what was going to happen in Jerusalem. They didn't understand until after the resurrection. And so Jesus then turned and said to Peter, 
get behind me, Satan, for you are an offense to me, for you're not mindful of the things of God, but of the things of men. So he called him Satan, which is a pretty serious indictment. But, of course, Peter didn't understand that if Jesus didn't go to the cross, then everyone would be lost, and Peter would be lost, and um, that he came to die for sinful humanity. That was the mission of Jesus. And when you go through John's gospel, you see that Jesus says, my hour has not come, my hour has not come, until the time of right before he went to the cross. He says that now it's my hour has come um, for me to be lifted up. Uh, If I be lifted up, I'll draw all men to myself. So Peter didn't understand, and the disciples didn't understand, um, clear up until the time that Jesus was crucified, what was going on. And um, we looked at that in John chapter 20 uh, on Sunday, that in the triumphal entry, uh, as you read in chapter 12, uh, you see that uh, it tells us after the triumphal entry that the disciples did not understand these things at first, but when Jesus was glorified, then they remembered that these things were written about him and that they had done these things to him. So after the resurrection is when they began to understand when he was glorified. And and here's the thing for us, that if you're thinking, you know, sometimes the Bible uh, is not real clear, or uh, sometimes I just don't understand some of this Christianity thing, just let God be glorified in your life more and more. Put away the worldly stuff. Read the Word. Look to Him, and He's going to minister to you, and you're going to see that these things are going to make sense, and you're going to see that you're going to come to understanding as you just keep pressing in on him and learning of him and being you know, uh, submitted to him. Let God be glorified more and more in your life. So uh, a good question, and Peter just, I think out of the, you know, the, the love and devotion he had for the Lord, he was saying something not knowing, and Peter was that way. He just would say things that he didn't quite know the implications of what he was saying. And, uh, of course, Peter, of course, would come to understand that and became a great leader in the early church. Hey, I still got all open lines, I believe. 303-690-3000. You want to get a call in, you can do so and ask a question and um, give a prayer request. But uh, there's another question that came in. Hello, Pastor. How old does the Bible say the world is? According to Genesis, thank you and God bless you. Uh, John, uh, good question. Um, The Bible doesn't say exactly how old the world is, but we can look at the genealogy from Adam um, that is given in in Luke's account. Uh, We can look at the genealogy through the Old Testament, and we can guess that the Old Testament time was about 4,000 years, And, of course, from Jesus' time today is 6,000 years. So the earth is about 6,000 years old. And and I know that there are those out there who say, no, that that evolution took place, and there's millions of years. Uh, The Bible does not give that indication whatsoever. The Bible tells us that he created the heavens and the earth, I believe, in literally six days. And one of the reasons that I believe that is because Well, there's a couple reasons. He says in Genesis chapter 1, when he names the days, uh, and he is telling about how he created the, you know, um, creation in those days, he said, 
so the evening and the morning were the first day. The evening and the morning was the second day. So I believe that speaks of a literal day. But one of the things also that we know is that when he gave the Ten Commandments in the book of Exodus, that he said that as he gave the Sabbath commandment, that you shall work six days on the seventh day, you shall rest. Just as I created the heavens and the earth in six days and rested on the seventh. So that settles it for me. Um, God didn't say uh, work six days and rest on the seventh. Just as creation took place for billions of years, he said, I create the heavens and the earth. He saw it, and it was all good. And he created Adam, and he created Eve, and we know that that would start humankind. There wasn't, you know, this process of evolution where things came alive and died. The reason that there was death that came to this world, it was because of Adam's sin. And that's Romans chapter 5, that sin and death came to this world because of Adam's sin. And it came to all mankind. And, And so to say that evolution happened and things evolved, and then mankind came along after millions of years or, you know, um, evolutionary process is saying that death came because of God created it and because of evolution. When the Bible is very clear that death came because of Adam, and we need to really believe what the Word of God has to say as Christians in that area. So I believe, you know, around 6,000 is, and here's the thing, when God created, I believe he created with age. When Adam was created, he wasn't a one-day-old baby, he was a man. And same with Eve, and and he created the earth, and it has age, and uh, and um, I believe in the creation account. And those of you who listen who might think, well, you know, uh, my pastor has talked about evolution, or I learned it in college. I went to college in science field, and uh, I remember I was young, and I wasn't that, I wasn't grounded really at all in the scriptures. And I remember as I was studying ecology and, um, you know, uh, studying forest management and and all these science classes, and as I was looking at the complexity and diversity uh, and of ecosystems in this world, I thought, this all evolved? There's no way. There had to be a wonderful creator, and there was. And it was God who created the heavens and the earth in six days, and Adam, and he looked at it and he said, it's all good. And then Adam sinned, and sin came into the world, and sin and death came to all men because of Adam. And we know that the very first promise of Messiah would come in Genesis chapter 3, verse 16, serpent that um, he didn't leave us without any hope. As uh, the serpent was told that uh, I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your seed and her seed, and he shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. And so the story of Messiah would come, and um, uh, as he was born um, about 4,000 years later, and he went to a cross to die for our sins. And on that cross, he cried out, It is finished, and he died for you and for me. And now we have the hope of heaven, forgiveness of sin, and reconciliation with the Father because, you see, they put him in a tomb. And he rose again after three days. And he's alive. And people ask, what makes Christianity true? And what makes, you know, you guys different than all other religions and 
world religions and philosophies and so-called messiahs and, and all of that. Jesus is the only one who died for you, and Jesus is the only one that conquers sin and death by rising from the grave. Every other religious leader is in the grave. Only Jesus rose from the grave. And that's why we know that he is truly the Son of God and validated what he did on the cross. Will you give that message to others? Will you pray about inviting somebody out to Resurrection Weekend services that they can hear the good news, the greatest news ever proclaimed in the history of the world? And that is that Jesus is alive. He died for our sins. The tomb is empty. He's at the right hand of the Father. And he gives us a living hope. And he is our only hope. And we need to stand on that, folks, because the world, you know, when Jesus rode into Jerusalem in the triumphal entry, what did the religious leaders say? Be silent, be quiet. And there are those who are going to tell us to be quiet, to be silent. But we must cry out that Jesus Christ is Lord and that he is alive and that he is our hope. And I pray that we would do that. Father, as we end the show, I thank you for today. And thank you that we can give a message of hope to others. I pray everyone would consider who it is that they would invite to Resurrection Weekend. And Lord, that they would be intentional and that we would be used of you in the day in which we are living in to give the message of Jesus Christ and him crucified and that he rose from the grave. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank you, everyone, that text in a question or call for prayer or or was a part of the show today. We'll be back here tomorrow at the same time. God bless you. Have a great evening. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.